Coming up on today's episode, you know, we're getting into the combine. Players are getting franchise tagged. We're kind of playing in the waiting game right now in the NFL. A lot of movement's going to start happening. Can Justin Fields be finally on the move? And we're going to talk about their first round draft picks, what they should do. We've got a lot to talk about. And also talk about how Detroit lost an epic fashion again. All that coming up on Sports Talk from the Crib. Alright everybody, welcome to Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. In today's episode, we're just going to talk about some different kind of NFL topics. We're getting to the NBA and Detroit's, you know, fiasco there that happened against the Knicks. It's kind of funny in a way, but, uh, you know. Uh, but if you're new, we're going to get started here. Uh, new episodes are aired every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms, as well on the website, sportstalkfromthecrib.com. So be sure to check us out on the website as well. And follow us on social media. We're at Feely Heat Entertainment. That is Feely Heat ENT. We're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. And so for the first topic of the day before we get into some of these different scenarios and franchise tags and whatnot in the NFL, let's talk a little NBA because it was funny again last night. The Detroit Pistons. Monty Williams went on a big epic rant at the end of the game in the post-game conference saying, this is, you know... Feel bad for him a little bit, but he went on that epic rant saying it's the worst officiating call of all time, basically, and whatnot. So, you know, uh, the New York Knicks basically tackled the they got a Detroit got the loose ball, let's put it in perspective. They're uh, up one. Detroit gets the loose ball. Divincenko, the Knicks guard, pretty much almost tackles uh, the guy. Brunson recovers, throws it down to Josh Hardy, gets the leg in and the foul, and one, and the Knicks win the game. You know, I was kind of thinking the NBA owed the Knicks a little bit because of that one bad call that happened last time. So to me, this was a makeup call for that. So now the Knicks get that win that the NBA owed, owed them. So that's why they come out with the victory. And these poor Pistons, like I get you, Monty Williams, this officiating this year in the NBA has not been great. It's been bad call for the bad call, especially lately. It feels like the last month, two months in the NBA, we've seen some pretty notorious calls happen over the course of the game, and that's specifically at the end of games. But man, Monty, Detroit's only won eight games. He lost almost, was it, were they eight and 49? Something crazy now? Like, Come on, man. Like, how does this feel bad for Detroit? Remember, Detroit used to be always good. He had the Bad Boy Pistons. And he had, like, the Grant you know, Hill area era. And uh, then he had the other Pistons team where Larry Brown was the coach with the defensive paralysis of Ben Wallace, Rasee Wallace, Chauncey Bills, Rip Hamilton, you know, Taysom Prince. You had those Pistons. That's the last time they were good. They haven't been good in a very long time, and they ain't going to be good anytime soon. Despite having the lottery picks and trying to develop some talent. But anyways, listen, man. You guys are just bad. Doesn't matter how you lose the games. Like I feel for you. I got the worst record in the NBA, but yeah, I was right. They were they are eight and forty nine, so I guess that right. Let's have to look it up for a minute. And I, I get you have reasons to be upset for at the refs and whatnot, Monty Williams, but man, I wouldn't want to have the worst record in the in the league either, so 
can make that happen. Wizards are pretty bad too. They've only won nine games. You know, Spurs are really bad. A few other teams are just really, really bad. But Detroit is on another level, and they lose once again. All right, now let's head into the NFL. Let's get let's talk some. Uh, let's start well off with the New York Giants at first here. I seen the GM. You know, we got all these talks. A lot of them are at the combine. You know, they're getting ready. They're prepping them to make some moves. They're really going to get to know some of the guys that are heading into the draft. The Giants right now have the number six overall pick. And let's talk. Maybe they go quarterback with this pick. But you look at the quarterbacks in top of the draft. And uh, Jaden Daniels, Drake May, and of course, Caleb Williams. Bears, Cardinals, Patriots, Washington. They got the top four. So they're going to be off the board in those. So you look at the number six pick. You may actually have to trade up to get one of those three guys. And I think that's a big possibility. You got the same GM there that did this when he was with Buffalo. He's in New York for the Giants. He did it for Josh Allen when they went up together. He was part of that. So now he's in the you know, New York Giants franchising. I expect them to, I think they have to make that move because Daniel Jones is not the answer, guys. He's coming off a torn ACL, which makes things even worse. And the recent name came out saying it's franchise tagging Saquon Barkley actually isn't off the radar yet. The $30 million increase in the salary cap this year in the NFL, there's a possibility they can franchise tag Saquon Barkley. I kind of hope that doesn't happen for the guy. I hope he gets a deal. You know, he's, I feel like he's, Becoming severely underrated. And especially in that running back. I think he's a difference maker. He, yes, he's dealt with injuries and whatnot. So I see the holdback. But this is something to keep uh, mindful here. But anyways, Daniel Jones. The reason why I say this about him is because he does have two years on his contract after this one. But. There's going to be no more guarantees after this year. He's on the hook for $35.5 million guaranteed this year. So, it's a perfect opportunity to get rid of that. Maybe even get a bridge quarterback in if somehow he does, this doesn't work through for next year. But uh, I think they have to make that move. They need help everywhere. They need a true number one wide receiver. They may go that route. Because you got three prolific wide receivers coming into this draft. Gorfus Marvin Harrison Jr., got Romeo Kunze, and then you have Malik Neighbors. And this wide receiver class is really, really stacked. So that's an option for the Giants at the sixth overall pick. Will they do that? If they can't trade up, I believe that's what you have to do. Because you need a true number one. Maybe you franchise tag second part. Hypothetically, this is say they. Reach a deal, franchise tag, or some kind of extension. Listen, and they can't get a quarterback. You got to draft one of those three wide receivers. You got to pair somebody. Get out there. Maybe that would help. Maybe Daniel Jones be okay and get rid of him after this year. You know what I mean? So it's something to really keep an eye on for the Giants. What I think they should do, best available at that number six box. I think they need help in it. A little bit on the defensive side, especially wide receiver and offense and offensive line help. So that's something that the Giants really need to address here in the draft for free agency. Now, some quick news. Uh, we did have some franchise tags. Bengals franchise tag wide receiver T. Higgins. 
The Chiefs are saying they're going to franchise tag quarterback or cornerback Ladarius Sneed if a deal can't get reached by the deadline. You know, it's up to March 5th. So you got so next week to franchise tag. You're going to see a lot more rollout. It's been kind of a slow rollout. And, of course, you're going to hear rumors of some of these guys, even if they do franchise tag, they're going to keep the trade option open. And that's one thing they did notify Ladarius Sneed to do. If you franchise tag you, you're allowed to seek a trade. See if they can work out that way and then maybe sign Chris Jones. So Chris Jones, big D tackle is an option for a franchise tag as well, but it's, it's just so much more expensive. So that's why you want to get a deal done with him. Maybe franchise tag with area Steed for that reason. This, uh, you know, in case you don't want to get compensated for it. So that's some news coming out as there as well. And as for the Bengals franchise tag and T Higgins smart for right now, Biggest thing is Joe Burrow's cap is just going to start skyrocketing, you know, after this year. So you got and you got to extend Jamar Chase as well. So I I don't know I believe they picked up the no not Jamar Chase he, they got to pick up his option as well and then he's going to demand probably the biggest contract the wide receiver has ever gotten. So it's something to keep an eye on for that. Uh, you know. It's smart for the right now. Bengals going to have to be win now. Mode. Joe Burrow's going to come back healthy. And uh, they're definitely going to have to um, uh, win now, basically. and Because they're not going to be able to pay Joe Burrow, Chase, T. Higgins. That's going to eat up the majority of their cap. Even though the cap is rising and it rose $30 million, like I said, again this year. That's a lot to pay, you know, uh, for your three offensive guys. And considering how much you need to build your team around still under the cap. So it's something to keep an eye on going forward. Now for the main topic of today, someone want to get into and uh, address like hints about it, like a little sparingly here, Justin Fields, rather combine GM's there going to get to know some of these rookie quarterbacks. And honestly, I think it's time for Chicago to move on. I'm just going to say they have to move on from Justin Fields guys. What, 10 and 28, Overall record there. He so glimpses. They finally got him a true wide receiver last year for, you know, in DJ Moore. You really saw him, uh, Justin Fields, come out a little bit better, you know, within the offense because he actually had a wide receiver to throw the ball to. So it does make a difference. Uh, Chicago needs to address some things on the offensive line. I think running back, I like Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson. I think they can be a good one to punch in that run game because it really came on strong toward the end of last year. But Justin Fields kind of stopped using his legs as often and try to be the pocket passer. I think that's kind of hurts him at times. More rollouts, more play action, and more things with Justin Fields. I think it's better suited offensive type for him. They brought the head coach Max Eberflus back. You know, retooling the offense, got new coordinators, so we'll see how that goes. But in this draft, they have the number one and the number nine overall pick in the first round. And the reason why I was wanting to move on, they actually haven't picked up Justin Fields' fifth-year option, I believe. They have to do that. Uh, I forget when the deadline for that is. I think it's in a couple of months where they have to pick up the fifth-year option. If they decide to keep him, which would kind of be smart if they decide to keep him. But I either think the best time, because I think the best spot for Justin Fields is in Atlanta. Go to your hometown. Try to make out a trade to Atlanta. Raheem Morris is the new head coach. 
try to get your talent out of Kyle Pitts, Drake London, and Bijan Robinson. That's the ideal fit. And even Pittsburgh, I think, would be an ideal fit to kind of revamp that offense with Najee Harris, Warren the running back, maybe those wide receivers like, because Kenny Pickett's not the answer. We've seen that. We got Pickens, you got Dante Johnson, you know, you got some people's talents on that team that really hasn't been utilized to its full potential yet. So there's a lot of friction in Pittsburgh, especially on the offense, especially in the QB spot as well. So those are two lane spots. I think Justin Fields has to land to Chicago, has to make a deal. Those teams have to step up on the compensation. This talks as be, you know, it's not going to be a first round pick, but it could be a second round pick and maybe a mid round pick to go along with that trade. Cause you guys, you guys don't have to pay him. You're going to have to pay him. He has like a great year this next year. You got to pay him a sign to extension. It's going to be a lot of money. That's why I think the best scenario for the Chicago Bears. Draft a QB at number one. Whoever's your favorite. It looks like it's Caleb Williams. Let's say it's Caleb Williams. At number nine, if a wide receiver can fall, one of these three guys to that number nine overall pick, and I think one of them will because I can't see this being all offense. In the top 10. Like that's what these guys. Prospect wise. These experts are saying. You got the three quarterbacks. You got three wide receivers. There's six picks right there. You got a couple of those tackles. That have come on strong. And you know they're loving. There's already eight offensive guys. And they're talking about the tight end out of Georgia. That could be nine. There's no way that happens. All straight offense in the top 10. You got some good end rushers. You know got a couple. few good corners. That I know they're going to be first round picks. We'll get into more once I start getting into the tape and start realizing, you know, after I see the combine as well. And to start seeing you know, different prospects on the defensive side. So I know there's there's going to be more deserving that could go in that top 10. So at number nine, will Malik neighbors fall that to that spot? Will Romo uh, Akunze fall to that spot? Marvin Harrison Jr. is not. He used to be the first go. After these quarterbacks, if Arizona's at four, I'm taking Marvin Harrison Jr. You know, that, I think that would be a perfect fit for Arizona. I don't know what they're going to do with Kyler Murray. I think they should move on because I think they're going to be able to get out of those guarantees after this year as well. So that's another sticking point of Arizona. Arizona could very well like move up a spot or something. You know, and select the quarterback. I wouldn't be uh, surprised if that happens. But let's say Chicago stands put at number one, number nine. That's their draft choice. If you can get at your franchise quarterback, he's going to be on that rookie deal. And then you get another wide receiver to pair with DJ Moore. Go with Cole Komet at tight end. I think it'd be a win-win for Chicago. Despite everything, I like Justin Fields. I think he's improved as you know, as he's been in the league longer and get more reps and dealing with the mess that was in Chicago with the offense coordinator and whatnot. Actually, give him some props because he showed a lot of glimpses and you know just getting better. But number one, number nine, if they can draft a quarterback and a wide receiver to pair with DJ Moore, I'm going to like that a lot. Or say one of them falls down because it's a deep wide receiver class. Let's say they're all three taken by number nine. Maybe trade down 
Or maybe take the best, you know, defensive player at that spot. Maybe pair somebody with Montez Sweat. That defense got pretty stout towards the end of the last year. So made some big improvements there. But that's just something to keep an eye on as we get closer. You know, there are going to be more rumors speculating. There's even rumors that Raiders are going to trade Devontae Adams. I don't see that happening. There's rumors, you know, Justin Jefferson. Because he wants to be paid like the highest in the league. So not going to happen. You know, like they, they can't let players like that go. But they're going to demand the bank. Justin Jefferson is going to demand the Brinks truck to roll up to the stadium there in Minnesota. Be flowing out with money. <laughs> that's how much he's going to get. And Minnesota's probably give it to him. But anyways, that's my thoughts on Chicago. I know we're going to get closer here. Uh, as we get closer to the draft, you're going to see a lot more rumors. You're going to see a lot more everything start piling up. It's the rumor mill. You know, it's just the waiting game right now as well. So anything can happen. I can't wait to, you know, just see it all unfold. I'm just patiently waiting for that to happen. And that's going to do it for today's episode. And thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Tanner Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on streaming platforms as well on the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. So go give us a, uh, check out the website. You know, subscribe to the newsletter on, the, on there too. You know, give us a subscribe and follow. And check us out on social media. Feely Heat Entertainment. It's at Feely Heat ENT. On Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and X. Thank you all for joining me. See you all on Friday. Oh,